This is Tech Talk Detroit with Brian Spurgeon and Chuck Lobert. Tech Talk Detroit brings you the latest in tech news and Detroit happenings every week. Welcome back to Tech Talk Detroit. Happy to have you with us again this week. Brian, how you doing? Doing good as always. Just uh, another beautiful week here of, of actually we got some rain and stuff going. So just getting yeah. a lot of stuff done around the house and um, taking a little bit of R&R. So no complaints here. What's what's good with you, Chuck? Oh, not a lot going on. Uh, like you said, uh, uh, you're getting some rain this week. So that kind of stinks. But I dropped my bike off at my friend's house to have it worked on while we're waiting on rain while we've got the rain so can't ride anyways uh but uh did a bit of riding last week it was really nice to to get back out there and get get into it again so that, that was kind of fun and then uh finished up the basement um finally so that was kind of that was cool um you know good to see have a nice workout area down there and everything so on rainy days i still have some stuff to do to to try to keep in shape or get in shape i shouldn't say keep in shape but to try to get into shape um yeah i was gonna say uh, now that it's uh built the easy part's done now it's the hard part you gotta actually exactly exactly yeah but uh yeah looking forward to the rain going away and hopefully have uh we don't you know in michigan here we don't get too many months of nice weather so we've only got a couple left here so hoping to be able to take advantage of it and, and still spend some time outside before I have to work out in the basement. But uh, we thought this week we would talk about uh, ransomware. Uh, you know, it's one of the, the biggest uh, security topics out there, one of the, the biggest threats out there. And so we thought we would take a little bit of time today and, and kind of talk about uh, how prevalent it is, talk about what it looks like and you know what you can be doing to protect yourself. And then ultimately, with ransomware, you know, ultimately, when we talk about what ransomware is, it's a type of malware, a type of virus that uh, encrypts your data, certain amounts of data, whatever it is, whatever it can get access to, and won't give you access to it until you, you know, quote unquote, pay the ransom, right? So, should you ever have to pay that ransom is is the other big question. Uh, you know, they, I think, uh, what I heard, the latest statistic I, I heard was that ransomware costs businesses more than seventy five billion with a B, seventy five billion dollars per year. So what that means is that a lot of companies do pay, but should you pay? Should you have to pay? So I think that's really what what we wanted to touch on today. Um, you know, kind of go through some of the uh, statistics around ransomware, but really what should you be doing to make sure that you're protected and that you don't ever find yourself in that situation where you do have to pay? Yeah, I think it's one of the topics, you know, just talking with our clients, it's always one of the, the front and center concerns everybody has. Um, I think obviously, you know, that's, it's always getting a ton of media exposure as, you know, at the end of the day, you, you just see large companies that are susceptible to it. So I think it's one of those threats where, you know, it's kind of in your face all the time. And you, even as a small business, you have to think now, like, you know, you're you're at a legitimate risk. And in the case is, everybody is. It's not, it's not a matter of, you know, how much money your your, your business is bringing in. I know a lot of people kind of have the mentality of, you know, it's, they're going to go after the big players. And it's not true. If you look at it, the the ransom amount that they typically go for is, you know, is 5,000 is probably, I think, is, is a number I see frequently because they want they want a, an amount that's attainable for most businesses to pay. Their goal is to try to cash in on as many as they can. So from that standpoint, um, you know, I think it is, it, it is very much a, 
a concern that everybody has and shares equally. Um, but in terms of of what it does, you hit it. You know, you hit it exact. It's they're going to encrypt your network. You're not. You're going to lose access to all your files, and it really just leaves you with a big decision to make: of Do I pay the ransom? Um, and if I don't, what is my other options and alternatives? So I think you know that's kind of a route we can get into is. Um, you know, how, how to go about protecting yourself from it and what are the, the safe measures you should have in place for in the event if you do get hit with a ransomware so that you know what you what you have to do to recover. Absolutely. So, you know, why don't we start with some so, uh, some statistics, if I can speak here. Um, you know, just some that I was able to find online, you know, it says a new organization will fall victim to ransomware every 14 seconds. They expect that to go up to every 11 seconds by 2021. One and a half million new phishing sites are created every month. Um, the ransomware attacks have increased over 97% over the past couple of years. Um, and, you know, the big one that I think stood out to me, 50% of companies that were surveyed in this particular survey didn't believe that their organization was properly prepared to be able to handle a ransomware attack. So as prevalent as ransomware is, that one really kind of shocked me that, you know, over 50% of companies just didn't even believe that they were prepared for it. So, you know, that's really kind of what, what brought this up is, you know, what does that mean to be prepared? So, you know, from a, a starting point, what, um, you know, what's the right protections to have in place? Because, you know, we always say there's only so much that you can do. You can put all the protections in the world in place. Ultimately, stuff can still get through, but it has to start with having that right protection. So, you know, obviously you've got your basics, your antivirus software, um, you know, making sure your computer's up to date, stuff like that. But, you know, when, when you go beyond the basics, because, you know, the other thing that I, I found uh, pretty staggering in these statistics was that 75% of companies that did get infected were running up-to-date endpoint protection, antivirus software. So, you know, again, yeah, that's uh, something you have to have. But going beyond that, what else should companies be doing when it comes to protecting themselves against ransomware? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's several layers to it. And that's what I think makes it so so complex in terms of of fighting against it and why I, frequently I think companies, you know, generally have a sense that maybe they are still vulnerable. Um, but ultimately the, the, the answer is not typically easy. It's, it's, you kind of have to address your infrastructure as a whole. So I think for me, it starts with a thorough, a, a gap analysis of your entire network. So I think you need to understand everything that's on your network. I think you need to identify your um, critical endpoints. So you know, your servers that are your file servers, um, your application servers, things like that. You need to understand um, what is what is in fact critical on your network and, and put some special attention to those. But ultimately, you know, just from a high level, from an infrastructure standpoint, it starts with having a, a very good firewall. Um, there's all different types of firewalls. I think a, a common thing we see a lot of times when we take on new clients is they're almost running like a consumer grade router for their business. And I think, you know, that's, that's the, that's, that's like the, the lock on your front door to your house, right? If just by having neglecting your firewall and not really investing into that, it's like just closing your door and not locking it. So I think that's kind of the, the first step is making sure that from a networking standpoint, right? All the intruders are coming in through the internet. You want to have a very robust firewall that has a lot of um, security services enabled. You know, th those firewalls are actively monitoring all the traffic coming in and looking for things that are suspicious. So 
from there, you know, you, you can also block different countries and, and such from accessing, which significantly reduces the impact you're going to get initially. Um, staying on the infrastructure, though, I think, you know, like you mentioned, the despite having good antivirus, you still see these. However, it's still important. I think you got to have all of your endpoints protected and managed by a, a central security solution. Um, you know, you don't want to go and just buy ad hoc antivirus licenses. You want to have a central management that's regulating policies and deploying them. Um, so I think that that's kind of where it starts. Um, and then from there, you know, in terms of prevention, there's a lot of different things. So, you know, I think one of the complexities we run into today is our footprint is spread all over. It's not just in the, the walls that our building operates out of anymore. Um, you know, we're in the cloud now, and that's that, that presents a whole new um, layer of complexity when it comes to addressing your security, right? And it's not that it's less secure, it's just it's another area that you need to address. So I think, um, you know, there's a lot of different um, security services out there that are able to monitor our accounts, um, kind of give us a, an AI learning type feel to it where it, it learns your habits of your email, you know, when you access OneDrive and it can pick out anomalies. So, you know, I think that's 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 kind of where you're at is starting on that perimeter, securing the firewall, securing the cloud. Um, and then that, that kind of is, is the baseline for your, your preventative. From there, and Chuck, I know you know a lot about this, but it gets back into, once you've identified those critical infrastructures, it boils down to backup. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. That's, that's your number one um, tool in combating ransomware is going to be your backups. And we have a good partnership with Datto, um, very robust backup. But even the backups now are starting to scan for the ransomware. So they're able to take an image of your servers, scan it, and tell you, hey, we see something suspicious here. You guys might be compromised. Um, but ultimately, your backup is your tool that if, if all of the other preventative measures you have in place fail, your backup is what you're going to be relying upon to get back up and running. Absolutely. And I, I think another point um, you know, to make is a lot of uh, this ransomware comes through phishing emails. So it's one of the one of the top ways that that you're going to find that it's going to get in. So having protection on your email, having um, you know things set up so that forwarding rules can't be set up, having MFA set up, having spam protection set up, all of that's going to help. And then I think another big thing is training the users, you know, so that they know when they see a particular email how to spot if it's a phishing email or if it's a legitimate email, how what to be suspicious of. You know, give them tools that they can click on to check emails, different things like that. And, you know, I think that is one of the biggest ways that you're going to help protect. So, I mean, obviously, you've got your, like, the stuff that you mentioned, your infrastructure stuff. You've got your antivirus software. You know, it's always good to have a DNS protection software as well, something like a Cisco umbrella. But then you know, look at the ways that the ransomware is going to get access. And one of the biggest ways is through email. So, you know, really making sure that your email is properly locked down, making sure that you've got the appropriate antivirus there as well, outside of just the antivirus running on the computers and the servers, and then the spam filtering. And then, you know, the big thing is just making sure that your users understand why they should be suspicious, what they should be suspicious of, and then how to react if they do see something like that. So, you know, I think that really goes a long way into helping to protect against that getting that attack in the first place. 
But then, you know, we've talked about all of these different protections, but nothing's 100%. So you could have every one of these in place and potentially you could still get infected, right? You could still get a, an attack. So, you know, that brings up that question. Then, you know, you're sitting there, you get a, a pop-up on your computer, your file shares or your SharePoint, whatever it is, just got attacked by ransomware, your data is encrypted, you can't access it, and they want you to pay, you know, whatever, $130,000 to get your data back. What is the next step at that point? And I think it goes to what you were just talking about there, your backup, right? Mm -hmm. If you have uh, the proper backup solution in place, that's really should be your answer to anything. You should never have to pay because that should be kind of your final uh your final spot to go so to speak and that as long as you know that it's working you're getting regular backup reports you know that it's backing up as often as you need it to back up that you've got copies of it that and that the backup is secured you know again something that you mentioned is you know is your backup solution checking itself for ransomware because if you're backing up encrypted data that's not going to do you a whole lot of good um, but then again, that comes down to, well, how often are you backing up? You know, if you're backing up once a day, you could have just lost an entire day's worth of work. Is that okay? The answer might be yes. Or you might go, well, wait a minute. No, if I lose two hours worth of work, I just lost all this money and it's going to take me forever to recreate it. Well, then you're not backing up enough. You need to be backing up every hour type thing or every 15 minutes or every two hours. Every organization is going to be different. There's no set solution for any for for all organizations that's why you have to look at everyone individually and figure out what the business needs are and then build your backup solution to meet the business needs but ultimately if if you have to pay for your ransom to get your data back that means that all of your protections failed and that you didn't have the appropriate backup in place uh, would you agree with that yeah i mean it's We've encountered it, um, unfortunately, in the past, and we've never had to have a client pay the ransom. I think it's exactly that. It's If you don't have a plan in place, you aren't prepared for that type of event. And by prepared, it's a combination of understanding your risk, training your users, like you've said, to, to identify the risk, and also to have a very robust backup in place. Then in that situation, you know, it's you, you haven't took the ransomware threat seriously. So I think in that situation, that's the only time I see somebody having to pay. Where if you don't have a backup, um, you don't have a way to to roll back. Um, you know, I, I think if everybody's, you know, and all the stuff we're talking about, these are things that you should do anyways. That you shouldn't do these just because there's a ransomware threat. This is just good business practices as it relates to IT. So you know, if you're if you're doing these and you're really diligent about it. Um, yeah, ransomware suck. You know, you can lose a day, a couple days of productivity at times. However, um, you should never feel like your business will be lost in the event of that if you're doing all this other stuff properly. Um, yeah, but I think ultimately the backups are the key. And, you know, before you, you back up, though, obviously you do have to be able to identify how this exploit happened. And, you know, w when the servers do get encrypted, typically they leave little breadcrumbs in terms of how they got to that spot. So, you know, you can follow logs, you can track IP addresses, and typically you can narrow it down to at least where the entry point was. And like you mentioned, more often than not, it's it's via one of your end users and likely through a phishing scam. So um, I know we've hit that in the past, uh, but ultimately, you know, your, 
your end users are in reality, you know, your largest risk because they're the ones that everybody's targeting all day. Uh, you know, and, and you think about how many different emails you get coming in on a typical day. I mean, I, I think I have on average two to 300 emails that hit my inbox every day. And if I was to actually go and look at my spam filter, I'm probably getting several thousand attempts to emails. Um, and just the sheer volume that are junk mail, phishing, uh, you know, malicious in nature are getting are not making its way through. So yeah, it, it, knowing that, it's very easy for one to just slip through the cracks and they do a good job of, of mimicking, you know, um, a business that you deal with regularly. So I, I think you, you really hit the nail on the head. The employee training is crucial. Um, you know, it's not just important for your IT guy to understand what ransomware looks like. Um, they're not the, the ones typically that are interfacing with all the clients. So I think it's very important for the end users to be, to be trained up, know what to look for. Um, it's a combination of that. And then, you know, in terms of if you do get exploited, you got to have that backup. So I think ultimately it just boils down to kind of what I hit in the beginning of you really got to start building, you know, what we like to call a, a disaster recovery plan. And I think ransomware falls under disaster recovery. Like you essentially have to treat it as if, you know, your, your, your entire server network got wiped out today and we need to rebuild it back up and build it better. And I think that's kind of the approach that you're looking at. But if you take those, um, you take those precautions, then it's something that you can anybody can manage through. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's it's um, funny because obviously I'm out there talking to prospects and, and clients and such, and I've heard of other um, you know outsourced IT providers, managed service providers, using in their marketing the fact that they either have um, what's the word I'm looking for that you would pay Bitcoin that they either either have Bitcoin or I've heard them say, well, you know, we know where to go get Bitcoin in the, in, in the event of you getting attacked by ransomware. And, you know, it, it always kind of makes me laugh and, and cringe at the same time, because to me, that's a horrible marketing scheme, right? If, if you're telling people that you have Bitcoin, what you're telling them is that, you didn't protect them right in the first place, or you know you had all the right protections in place, but you didn't have the right backup in place. Because like we've said, that's the only time that you're ever gonna have to pay is the protections didn't work, which is possible. And ultimately, you know, an attack happened, but then what you're saying is that, well, we also didn't have a good backup in place that would meet your needs, because that would be the only reason that you'd have to pay, because you should be able to restore from the backup. So, you know, in, in essence, to me, what you're marketing is, we didn't properly protect our clients. So now we know how to handle it if, if you don't. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you're talking to somebody and they tell you that, you know, that's where the conversation sh should end. You should you should run away from that company because they're not gonna properly protect you if, if they have the practice of paying somebody for, for ransom. Like you said, I'm not gonna say that we've never had a client that hasn't been attacked by ransomware. It has happened, however, We've never had a client that's lost any data because of it or that's had to pay anything because of it, because we work very hard to make sure that the backup solutions that our clients have meet their their needs. We regularly review them. We're, we have our, our NOC team that's constantly watching the backups to make sure that they're working properly, testing them, all of that kind of stuff. And if, if you're doing that, that's the point where you should never have to worry about paying 
a ransom. So, you know, that's just always something that I, I say is, you know, if, you, if you're hearing that, you know, that's, it's time to move on and just keep looking. Um, so you won't hear that from a reputable uh, outsourced IT provider or any IT provider for that, for that matter. Yeah, there's certainly no guarantee paying. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a criminal that took over your network. So, you know, you, you can't expect them to be uh, honest and, and loyal to their word of unencrypting it. And I, honestly, I think a lot of these these ransomwares are just bots that crawl the Internet looking for an opportunity. They they deliver the payload and they give you wiring instructions and there's never any type of follow up to it. They're just out there uh, collecting money. So, you know, yeah. it's a dangerous game to play if, if, if you're thinking, um, you know, I can buy my way out of this. You know, I think it's something that it, it's a you got to have a good IT strategy that you are very diligent about daily. And if you have a good plan in place, then in the event of if you do have a, an exploit, you, you should be able to go reference that plan and be confident that you your business can recover. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, that was the, what we wanted to cover today. We thought it was an important one because it's, you know, it is very prevalent out there right now. So hopefully you, uh, you were able to learn something and get something out of it and appreciate you taking the time to spend with us again this week. And we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Interact with Tech Talk Detroit at techtalkdetroit.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.